Welcome to Bollywood is for Lovers, Netflix and Dill edition, part of the Alberta Podcast Network, powered by ATP. I'm Aaron Fraser. And I'm Ed Bose. This episode, we're discussing Karen Anshuman and Puneet Krishna's gangster show Mirzapur, a nine-episode series currently streaming on Amazon Prime. Before we begin, we would like to respectfully acknowledge that we record this podcast on Treaty 6 territory, traditional lands of First Nations and Métis people. We'd also like to give you a heads up that due to the content of this show we're talking about, we'll be discussing lots of sensitive issues, including sexual violence, domestic violence, gun violence, uh, domestic substance abuse. Yes, substance abuse. (laughs) Basically everything you could think of, to tell you the truth. Uh, And I think we will have to spoil the ending. Yeah, we'll, um, we'll put up a big spoiler alert yeah. so you'll know when we're talking about that because that's kind of important. Yeah, I just, after watching these nine episodes, I think my my reaction to the show uh, is very influenced by how it how it chose to end. Mm-hmm. And so I, I think it's, it's hard for us to give a review of this and explain our feelings. Uh, without, I don't know, maybe touching on some of those issues. We'll give you a summation of what we think before we go into spoiler territory. Yeah. Um, but it has been out since November, so hopefully many of you have gotten the chance to check check it out if you were interested. Mm-hmm. Um, if you like Gangs of Wasis. I'd be interested <laughs> to know how many people finished the show. <laughs> yeah. Those that checked it out. Uh, so this is a this is kind of a new supplemental series we're starting, Matt. Mm-hmm. Uh, as streaming has become more and more prevalent, mm-hmm. and has started to really court the Indian market, we've started to see the rise of Indian streaming shows. Mm-hmm. And so we've done a couple episodes. Uh, on a couple of these shows before, we did an episode on Sacred Games over on Netflix, mm-hmm. and we did an episode uh, about Ghoul, which also is also on Netflix. On Netflix. Yeah. yeah. Uh, this is our first Amazon Prime show. Yeah, and the joke from the title comes from Paul Matwichuk. Yes, thanks, Paul. Yeah, Netflix and Deal. Get uh, it? Yeah, <laughs> it's it's good. It's good. I, I really appreciate that. Uh, that label, Paul. We we really like it. Uh, so we're going to be starting this supplemental series. Um, this is, I guess, technically now the third episode, but this is the first one that we've kind of said on air. It's carrying the Netflix and Dill title. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of other shows that are coming out, more than we can keep up with, mm-hmm. but we're going to try. Um, and as we've been saying on, on social media and on the podcast, uh, if there's shows that people are interested in, um, let us know. I'm terrible at TV, Matt, so it's it's funny that we're starting this series. I am not... I'm not a fan of television. You don't really have the attention span. You'll sit down and watch a movie. Yeah. But like a serialized TV show, eh, not really. Yeah, I think it's just, I get bored. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I love movies. I watch like 700 movies a year. So it's not that it, I don't have the attention span to sit there and watch things. Mm-hmm. It's that I kind of want things to get to the point really quickly. <laughs> Yeah, I don't like really drawn out narratives. Well, and then they not only do they have to get to the point quickly, but they have to get to the quick po- point quickly in an hour, and then get to the point quickly in another hour, and then another yeah. hour. There's kind of an ebb and a flow of the way a story works, and to see it repeated so many times is somewhat irritating. As opposed to just, oh, there's one narrative. We also just don't always have time. It's a lot easier to find time for for movies. Which you know are contained within mm-hmm. the 
90 minutes, two hours, three hours, five, five hours. hours. Yeah. Uh, but a show can go on and on and on. And when, you know, you're doing two podcasts about movies like I am mm-hmm. and, you know, we both work full time and, you know, we have a lot of other things going on. Uh, it, it's hard to find time for TV. So we're, I'm trying. I'm going to do my best. <laughs> we finished maybe, I don't know, three or four seasons of TV a year. Keep up on Game of Thrones. Yeah. Try to do something. It's nothing Valley. like, like I look at everything that Shah, uh, Shah Shahid over at Split Screen Podcast watches. Yeah, it's And amazing. I'm like, I don't know how we do it. Yeah, that's a lot. <laughs> and I just, I have a very bad track record of TV. But I'm really excited about this new series because I think a lot of this content is really exciting, really interesting, really engaging, and it's pushing, pushing buttons in different ways and Mm -hmm. there's kind of a freedom that the uh, streaming platform has given to creators to tell certain kinds of stories and reach a large audience uh you know you can go back and listen to our sacred games episode we were amazed by that can't wait to watch more sacred games uh that one hooked me right away and i felt like it felt like sitting down watching one long movie versus different episodes yeah uh ghoul which was only three episodes yeah shorter <laughs> right than mo- shorter than most movies too it uh, was only like an hour and a half we loved so i yeah. think we're we're looking forward to to digging more into this content and there's so many interesting filmmaking uh filmmakers working yes. in uh tv that um yeah uh, Zoya Akhtar, for instance, she's got her new show coming out on Amazon Prime, right? Yeah, yeah. So this is the first Amazon Prime series that we're discussing. They've also released Breathe, Inside Edge, Four More Shots, Please, and the upcoming Made in Heaven. And we are 100% going to be checking out Made in Heaven. Four More Shots, Please just looks like Verity Wedding, the TV show, right? Yeah. It looks a lot like that, except they say vagina a lot in the uh, uh, trailer. Yeah, I'll be interested to to drop in for a couple episodes. I'm a big fan of Sex and the City. I mm-hmm. loved Sex and the City when I was a teenager. And I still feel like that show um, was really Im- impactful for me. And I, mm-hmm. I still think is is very good and very honest about women talking about, um, you know, just kind of being fabulous, wearing what they want, t- talking about their careers and 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 their relationships in a really kind of frank way. The movies didn't work for me at all. Mm-hmm. This, I'll be interested to see if this can capture that kind of magic. Yeah, it seems like their the filters are definitely off, so they can say stuff that wouldn't fly in a film or that would be censored in a film. Yeah, Inside Edge, which is about uh, cricket, cricket. Yeah. yeah, Shaw watched this one, didn't he? Yeah, Risha yeah. Chada is playing like a, a Bollywood star who owns a cricket team. This was nominated for an international Emmy. Like a pretty Zinta type, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'd actually really like to check it out. Hmm. And we started watching a lot of cricket last year, or at least I did. So. <laughs> you did. Yeah. So thanks to our Hot Star subscription. Yeah, and uh, Breathe is the one with uh, Madhavan, right? Yeah, I believe there's two seasons of that already. Yeah. So and then. You know, since we discussed Sacred Games and Google, there's been more shows added to Netflix. And now, Eros Now is getting in on this. So Yeah, she- Eros Now's got one with Jim Sarb, and we love Jim Sarb. Yeah, so that's Smoke. Yeah. So we might we might check out Smoke. But like I said, let us know what you're interested. Today- you're also watching Little Things, too, right? Yeah, we're going to do an episode on Little Things. I like yeah. Little Things. And it's quick. The first season, especially. The cool. episodes are a bit longer than the second season. Today, though, we're talking about Nirzapur. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is produced by Excel Entertainment. So Ritesh Sidwanhi and Farhan Akhtar. Uh, 
they've also produced many of uh, Farron Akhtar and Zoya Akhtar's films. Which we've mostly liked. I I think we've liked every Akhtar film. Great track record. Uh, And they also produced Inside Edge and will be producing Made in Heaven. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I had a pretty... I had high expectations because of that. I find I find the quality of projects that the actors, both Farron Akhtar and Zoya Akhtar, attach their names to is very high. Yep. Um, and so obviously Excel Entertainment produced Gully Boy. Right. Yeah, they did. Yeah. It was created by Karen Anshuman, uh, who also created Inside Edge. And was the director of Bangistan. Which is a movie you saw, but I did not. Yes. Bangistan came out a couple years ago, and I feel like no one really paid attention to it, but it was this really fun kind of black comedy. about it's a terrorist comedy. Right? Yeah, about yeah. competing terrorists from yeah. Pakistan and India. I really liked it. I, like, I, I was down with its vibe and energy, and I thought it, you know, it was a good kind of... Um, critique, political critique on <laughs> on so, on some of the issues. <laughs> well, it's 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 something that's definitely up in the news lately. So that's yeah. potentially why it didn't do so well. People might not have wanted a fun take on that. Yeah, I liked Bangstan. Maybe we'll do an episode on it someday. At at some point, yeah. Uh, but it was also co-created by Puneet Krishna. Uh, episodes were directed by Anshuman and Gurmeet Singh. Matt, do you want to set up the show and introduce us to the cast? Because I think this cast is largely the reason why I was personally interested. Akhtar's name, the Bangstan connection, and this cast is the reason I was interested in this show. So the show is set in the titular Mirzapur, which is a, it looks like a decent sized city, but in Indian terms, it's actually kind of a small town, seems like, mm-hmm. uh, in Uttar Pradesh. It seems like a very lawless city, mm-hmm. very violent, and yeah, you wouldn't want to live there. It's like Gotham City, basically. <laughs> um, and Anakandan Tripathi, a.k.a. Kaleen Baya, he is the lord of this hell. The local Don. He's the local Don, played by Pankaj Tripathi, who... We ha- love. He has had an amazing couple of years... Not so much in main roles, but as side characters, he's done great. Yeah, he's, he's, I think I largely think of him as a character actor. Mm-hmm. He had a film, a, another gangster project come out, was it last year or the year before? Guragon? Yeah, like, and that's, that's Gurgayan, I think. Gurgayan, and we've heard a yeah. lot of comparisons to that for this, because yeah. there's also a similar family dynamic. Last time I checked, it didn't come out in theaters here, but last time I checked, it's on Netflix, and we've been meaning to catch up with it. It, it definitely came out two years ago, not last year. But he's awesome in Street. So 2017. He's awesome in Street. So good in Street. He's great in uh, Barely Key Barfi. So good. He's great in Newton. Yeah. Um, he's, like, he's so good. I love him you in everything. You just drop him in a scene, and he's always good. Yeah. Um, and he's so versatile, you know, to see him do this kind of role, mm-hmm. and then Something like barely keep our feet. He's a really nice or, dad in that movie, or in Street. Like they're 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 always very distinct characters. Mm-hmm. Um, so he is the local Don, as noted before, and his family owns a textile mill, and they make carpets. Mm-hmm. And the opening uh, credits of the film, which we like that theme song quite a bit, mm-hmm. um, shows sort of the mixture of violence 
and industry at this mill. Um, he has a son who he calls Muna, whose real name is Fulchand Tripathi, and this guy is played by Divyan Sharma. So he's definitely feeling like he's stuck in his father's shadow. Yeah. He's a lot more impulsive. His father's kind of a cerebral guy, doesn't really go to violence right away. You get the sense that maybe he did a bit more back in the day, but his son's a hothead. He does a lot of drugs. He snorts coke all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's constantly smoking and drinking. And he's got that classic gangster movie scenario of the kid who wants to prove himself, but his dad doesn't want him to. And he basically tears ass around town, harassing people, murdering people for almost no reason in a lot of cases. And, yeah, he's a real loose cannon. Mm -hmm. Uh, And the story of the show starts off when him and his gang of dickheads um, (laughs) go... They're trying to drive around, and they see a wedding procession going through town. And... I mean, they're drunk and high, and they think they kind of want this procession to get out of their way, so they kind of worm their way in, pretend to dance a little bit, shoot some guns up in the air for fun, and actually accidentally kill the uh, the groom, I think, mm-hmm. yeah. So, you know, that kind of puts a damper on the wedding. Starts off with a bang. Yeah, and this uh, crime sets the story in motion. Yeah, as and the, introduces us to our main characters. Yeah, as the family of this dead groom hires uh, Ramakant Pandit, played by Rajesh Talang, who is the only incorruptible person in town, I think. Yeah. Everyone else is varying degrees of corruptible, but he's he's like an Elliot Ness type. He's a an attorney who just will not take a bribe, mm-hmm. will not play ball with everyone in town, and it's honestly kind of a surprise that he's still alive. <laughs> like, by the time the show starts. Yeah. Uh, his sons, however, are a bit more pliable. And these are our leads. Yeah. The show is largely about these two. Yeah, the, the leads are um, Gudu and Bablu Pandit, played by Ali Fazal and Vikrant Massey. So they are two young guys who go to the same school as Muna. And one night when... I don't think he's exactly acting on his dad's orders. But Muna thinks, oh, I'm going to make this problem with the lawyer go away. Him and his goons bust into their house. And try and menace them with mm-hmm. guns. And what they didn't count on is Guru and Bablu are made of pretty stern stuff and kick their asses, <laughs> shoot a couple of them, and like maim a couple. A lot of uh, Muna's guys are like injured throughout the whole TV show because of this. Yeah. Like one of them gets his ear blown off. Mm-hmm. And that's the, that's the setup of the first episode is that Tripathi's kid is now committed two fairly big <laughs> crimes and screwed them both up and now there's these other two guys around who are kind of interesting so at the end of the first episode he summons them to his house and we don't know what's going to happen but they end up joining the crime family yeah the the show is largely about them becoming a part of this of, of this gang mm-hmm. and and kind of how they navigate uh, their new their new roles within the gang and 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 what they have to offer yeah. and so 
Guru, played by Ali Fazal, is more of kind of a... He's muscle. He's Yeah, he's muscle. He really wants to compete in this bodybuilding competition throughout the show. Even even um, when his life is on the line and people are trying to kill him, he's like, man, I still got to get those steroids. I got to get over to that bodybuilding competition. Yeah. Ali Fazal uh, will be familiar to audiences because he's done a number of uh, other Indian films and Bollywood films, but also he's done some Hollywood stuff. So mm-hmm. he was in Furious 7. Yeah, I, we think that he was at the party in Dubai where they yeah. shoot the Bugatti Veyron through one building into another one. Yeah, he's Daenerys's uh, <laughs> sidekick. Yeah, Ramsey. Her name is Ramsey in, in the movies. Oh, okay. I don't remember. Yeah. But she's Daenerys' sidekick in Game of Thrones. She's Yeah, <laughs> she was like her interpreter. Oh, I've got the books over there. I can't remember her name, though. But yeah, yeah she's great. Yeah, anyways. Like but her in, in both things. But he, yeah, she he's her buddy. Yeah, in Furious 7. Yeah. Uh, he's also the titular Abdul in Stephen Frears' Victorian Abdul. Now, does he shoot quite as many people in Victorian Abdul? Cause Not quite as many. There's a lot of gunplay in this TV show. Not quite as many. Uh, I'm... I'm not completely sold on Ali Fazal. I think he's fine. I think this is one of the better performances I've seen him give. You get a lot more time with him. Yeah. Uh, but his brother in Mirzapur, uh, Bablu, played by Vikram Massey, I love. Vikram yeah. Massey was the lead in A Death on the Gunge, which was one of my favorite films a couple years ago. He was also in Lutera and Dil de Dakne Do, uh, Lipstick Under My Burka. I think... I think he's great. I think he has a lot of potential. His character of Bablu is a lot more uh, cerebral. He's the thinker. Mm-hmm. He's the brains. And Guru's the brawn. Yeah. I forgot to mention that uh, Kaleen Baya has a bodyguard uh, named Makbul. And this is referred to specifically like the movie Makbul. They say mm-hmm. that. Uh, played by Shaji Chaudhry. And I have a feeling that as the story goes on, Kylie Baya kind of sees like, yeah, Guru could maybe take over in a Macbool type position, but Bablu, he's got the brains and he's like could actually run this operation. Because Muna, Muna's a disaster. Mm-hmm. He is not going to do a very good job at the crime. And there's a couple other characters, but the main four are there's some women. There, there's that that's a problem with the show, possibly. <laughs> but the main four characters are uh, the Tripathies and the Pandits. But um, there's also the uh, Gupta family. Yeah. So, Sweetie Gupta is the hottest girl in school, and Muna has a very controlling, obsessive relationship with her. She's not into it at all, but... No, he's she's es- into Gudu. She's into Gudu, but he's essentially said, like, that's my girlfriend. If you go near her, I'll kill you. Yeah. And one of the many slights against Gudu's man, uh, Muna's manhood is that Gudu essentially walks up and she's into him. She's never been into Muna her whole life. Mm-hmm. So that's one of many axes he has to grind against the Pandit boys. She's played by Shriya Pilgankar. Her sister, Gajmani Gupta, a.k.a. Golu Gupta, is played by Shweta Tripathi. So she's a Tripathi playing a Gupta in a show where Gupta's in... <laughs> Yeah, it's a, it gets a little bit confusing. But she is uh, um, more of a foil for um, Bablu Pandit. Mm-hmm. She's also a smarter, bookish type. Um, there's a few subplots with her that kind of really go nowhere. But the main one, 
is that... Uh, like her in the library? Yeah, her masturbating in the library. I mean, that was certainly interesting, but don't really know why it was there. Because <laughs> they really, can. Doesn't really amount to anything. But she eventually wants to run for class president. Yeah. A position that Muna Tripathi uh, has felt that is his uh, birthright. Yeah. I get it all, basically. Uh, there's also... Oh, Tripathi's wife. Cal- yeah, Kalimbaya's wife. Yeah, so that is Bina Tripathi, played by Reska Dougal. And they are in a sort of loveless marriage. Mm-hmm. She's not Muna's mother. Muna's mother died, so there's a weird relationship there. And uh, Tripathi's dad is kicking around, too. So there's a weird just vibe in that house. Yeah, the treatment of her character and her character's storyline is one of the things that uh, really turns me off of this show. So now that we've gotten through that that dense plot description, thank you all for uh, for hanging in there with us. I don't know, Matt. I really did not jive with this show. Uh, I I'm not squeamish in any way. I'm I, I'm not a pearl clutcher. I I don't have an issue with uh, sex and violence or sexual violence. Uh, you know, I I love movies by Gaspar Noé and Michael Haneke and and Lars von Trier. Uh, mm-hmm. I I'm not. Um, you're not squeamish. Yeah, and I'm not easily turned off of something, uh, of a show or a film, because it has a lot of sex and violence. But it has to be there for a reason. It has to be in service of something. Mm-hmm. Especially violence and sexual violence. It has to be in service of something. I just found this show honestly repulsive. It gets so violent and so mean. And I really had to ask myself why what's the point of this? And I'm not entirely sure there is a point. You know, I didn't mind the violence as much as you, I guess. Um, for a Hindi cinema project, uh, if you haven't seen this, it is extremely violent. And what it does is talk about the ramifications of violence. Because in lots and lots of Hindi movies and t- movie, TV right. shows, people are getting bumped off constantly, shot, mm-hmm. you know, beaten. But you never actually see that the results of that. It's it, you know yeah. there, there's a sense of uh, quote unquote heroic violence where it's cool to have gunfights and having uh, yeah. Agent Vinod slide off the top of a building, shoot a bunch of terrorists. Everybody wins. In this, you could see violence for what it actually is, which is repulsive and awful. I, I agree with you that it's not entirely glamorized. It's not glamorized at all. I don't think. No, I don't. I don't think it's as. Uh, hard-hitting or as upsetting as the violence in... Well, Gangs of Wasaypur is the obvious comparison here. That's the other thing. Kashyap pulls away from the violence, usually. He does, yeah. Whereas this actually shows it to you. Yeah, here we're actually seeing kind of intestines come out. Like We're intestines seeing the insides out. of people. We're seeing the insides of people's heads. Yeah, insides of brains, people's hands getting blown up. Teeth exploding. Like, I'm, yeah. It, it's kind of almost horror movie stuff at times. There's a subplot in the show that uh, Tripathi's outfit, they one of their many criminal enterprises is to sell zip guns. Which, as you'll recall from Gangs of Wasaypur, it was difficult to get a hold of a gun. Mm-hmm. And a lot of them are kind of like homemade, you know, a couple of pipes and a piece of wood snapped together kind of things and not... Something that's actually able to stand up to the uh, the uh, propulsive force of bullets coming out of it, and a lot of the 
guns in the show explode in people's hands. And that's yeah. actually Guru and Bablu's first job is that they have to sell guns. So they, what they say is they're going to make more terrifying stuff happen and essentially, in quotes, turn Mirzapur into America, mm-hmm. which I also thought was an interesting uh, dichotomy that they're setting. Mm-hmm. Um, but with these guns being a poor manufacturer, it doesn't actually work that well. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. I don't think I completely agree with you. I think, I think there is some, some delight in, in reveling in the violence here, in reveling mm-hmm. in the blood and guts. And it, it, it almost feels like to me, because they're on Amazon Prime, they can go places and push boundaries that they couldn't before. Mm-hmm. Um, the, maybe, I have trouble thinking mm-hmm. of a Western movie that is even... Like, apart from a horror movie, like yeah. a regular gangster movie that's even this focused on, uh, you know, viscera. Yeah, I agree with you. Uh, because it's, it's it's off-putting for a lot of audiences. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if it was in service of something, I just, I don't think they're saying anything with the violence. I think... They're saying they can, yeah. It, exactly. I just think they're saying that they can do it. Mm-hmm. And just because you can do it doesn't mean you should do it. That's the uh, argument from uh, Jurassic Park. You know, just because you can do something doesn't mean you should. And so that, I don't know, that really didn't sit well with me. Uh, and I really started to ask myself, why am I watching this? Like, what You're is watching the it for the podcast. I would not have finished this show if it wasn't for the podcast. I'll be perfectly honest. Yeah, probably not. I mean, uh, it was simmering around a three out of five for me most of the time. And then the last episode, which we'll get into yeah. in a little bit, it really uh, took the air out of the room. Yeah. Uh, what... One thing that I found interesting, but maybe also frustrating, was how this is this is a show about gangsters, and you and I are fairly familiar with gangsters. Fairly fond of gangster movies. Uh, we both studied uh, gangster cinema in university, and so mm-hmm. we have a wide breadth of knowledge um, when it comes to uh, representations of gangsters. From pretty much the 1930s to today, yeah, uh, and different around, cultures too, and yeah. around the world, yeah, uh, and, and we're always we're always interested to see something something with gangsters. So I did think it was kind of interesting how it was like high school college politics yes. were bleeding into to the politics of the gang and having kind of uh, deadly outcomes. Yeah, it's got kind of a Riverdale thing going where in Riverdale it's more high school where you know. Gangsters and serial killers and all kinds of stuff work their way into that. In this, it's gangsters being drafted out of high school, basically, <laughs> and bringing a lot of the same uh, fights they get into there into their work. Yeah, it's just like, you know, the, these love triangles, uh, you know, these silly love triangles that you have in, in university and, you know, the haves and the have-nots and who wants to be with who, but it, it, it becomes a bloodbath because of the... Of the milieu, because, you know, it's mm-hmm. it's centered in this town that is run by this mafia. I just... I thought that... I thought it would have been interesting if they had done more with that. Go more Riverdale. <laughs> well, no, I'm not. I don't agree with your Riverdale comparisons here. Hey, we got um, two best pals <laughs> getting caught up in all kinds of crazy adventures. Uh, but... I just, like, I, it just started to feel like baby town frolics to me. Like, mm. it just started to... Fe- and then, 
kind of in the middle of the season, there's this long flashback that is shoehorned in to kind of explain how Kalimbaya kind of how his gang came to be, kind of what his father did and why he became the head of this family. And also why and this then, other guy hates him. Yeah, and then the yeah, their beefs with the other local dons. Uh, and it just felt like that felt so shoehorned in there to just kind of explain stuff to us. It didn't feel like part of the fabric yeah. of the show. Not in Ooh, a way... fabric. Good, good uh, callback. <laughs> Thanks. Not in a way that, like, you know, the flashbacks are handled throughout Sacred Games. Like, it was just mm-hmm. like, plop, here's a flashback to explain it stuff like for you. It was like a whole episode of yeah. what happened. Let's move forward. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I really, I really had a hard time connecting with this. I just—they could have just said that this guy used to work for the Tripathies and he sucks. Yeah, like, it didn't. It feels, it feels like the you know that people think gangsters are fun, which they are. They are in films, but there's no, there's nothing here. Like it's just it's a it's a mediocre, a mediocre gangster story. It's it's not even. Well, I guess it's not trying to say anything about being a gangster it doesn't say like oh gangsters are the new i don't know celebrities or it's not saying that you know the presence of organized crime corrupts Mm -hmm. very slowly or something like that like the whole town is already corrupt from the start yeah and nothing really changes in it so and the people what is the what is the metaphor and the people who try and kind of maintain their integrity you know, one of them has some consequences to that, but when the other one doesn't, like, mm-hmm. you know, so they're not even kind of pitting the the corrupt man against the straight man. Yeah. So to, so to speak. All that being said, I don't know if there's a commentary on uh, Uttar Pradesh or kind of these areas of India. Um that's going over our head because we're yeah, not a part very, of that culture. That might be very true. So there might be a, a, a cultural context um, that makes a lot of this more interesting. Is but it tra- is being made for an Indian audience, it's, to be fair. It is being made for an Indian audience, but when you go to Amazon Prime, it's like right there. Here, yeah. Here's a cool crime show, much like you know, Peaky Blinders out of London. or That's partly, though, because all of our streaming services are... They know who we are. <laughs> they, know who we, they advertise a lot of things. Yeah. I didn't find the advertising saying, here's a regional show. Right. So before we get into the spoilers for the last episode and why we will potentially not be watching the second season, uh, I want to talk about the uh, filmmaking and the performances. Because I actually do think this is really well done. Mm -hmm. Like, the cinematography is fantastic. And there's, uh, you know, as as off-putting and as gratuitous as I found the violence... Uh, I thought it was really well shot. There's mm-hmm. this incredible sequence. I don't remember what episode it is because we just kind of watched them all in a row. I think it's the second last episode. Uh, where Guru and Bablu... Uh, it's got to be earlier than the second last. Where Guru and Bablu end up in a gunfight and you have this incredible unbroken shot that moves around. I think it's the seventh episode. That mm-hmm. moves around this uh, kind of apartment complex. It's using a drone. It's, you know, I you were in the other room, and I kept stopping it and rewinding it to rewatch it because, Matt, it was cool. I am such a sucker 
for a long take gun battle. <laughs> Not only is it a long take gun battle, it starts off as a car chase, then shooting each other out of cars, then they crash the car, then Gooder's mad that their car got busted, and Bubbles like, we got other shit to deal with right now. There, yeah, it's, oh, it was great. Like, there's, there's so much talent here. They're throwing guys off of rooftops, there's yeah. people getting shot, there's... People walking in and out of their houses. It's, it was really cool. There's a murder scene where someone kind of reluctantly has to to take someone out where you're just like in a dark... I'm talking around it because I don't want to spoil this even though we're going to get to spoilers, but uh, where we're in kind of a dark warehouse and the way that the... The way that it's lit, mm-hmm. that, you know, the camera moves around the space and just finds like the, the places where... It's lit to draw your eye to mm-hmm. uh, to attention to things. It's really like it's really well done. It and really is. There's that, a lot of talent here. That 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 part's particularly well acted too. because uh, oh, those yeah. two guys, <laughs> they have a a connection, and the way that they talk through that uh, um, killing is interesting. I I loved everyone's performances. I really did. I and I think. Uh, especially some of the actors that I am not familiar with, um, like Divi and Sharma. He's apparently going to be in Brahmastra. I just looked him up. And okay. I think Moon is probably the best character in the show. Mm-hmm. Um, I just didn't really buy him as being that young, and I looked it up, and he's 35. Oh, okay. So he's, Why is he still in college? I don't know, but he's got a, like, he's got a face of, yeah, this guy's yeah. lived a hard life. He also kind of dresses like... Um, the villain from Sholay, Gabar Singh. Yeah, he does. He's got the haircut and kind of like the epaulette shirts. But he's great. And his relationship with um, his friend Compounder, played by Abhishek Banerjee, I think has a great payoff. And Abhishek Banerjee gives kind of this... He's uh, terrifying. He's yeah, a very creepy person. He's a, he, but he gives this character like a lot of layers. And I would say that both from a storytelling perspective and from a performance perspective... Uh, that little part of the show was one of the things I, I liked the most. Compounder is Muna's buddy. He's his <laughs> drug dealer. He lives in a uh, dispensary, basically. With his grandma. With his grandma. And the place is shot like it's Acme Chemicals or something. Like, everything's yeah. purple and it's, green all the time. Yeah, so it, it's frustrating because I I think it's well done. He's also I, one of a line of guys in Indian gangster movies with... Vaguely mathematical names, which yeah. has to come out of Gangs of Wasaypur, but like, just knock it off. It doesn't make any sense anymore. But you know, I I think the show's well done. It's well executed. Yeah. I just didn't like it. All right. Well, yeah. What did it have to say? We don't know. Spoilers. Um, but yeah, we're going to the spoiler zone now. last episode matt why didn't you like it okay so this show commits a sin that i think a lot of tv shows do when they try to amp up the stakes Mm -hmm. and when the narrative may not need that yet or where the characters that have been set up could potentially last longer so by the end of the season uh there's a new cop who's come to mirzapur Mm -hmm. And he's summarily executed, basically, after getting a glimpse of what the Tripathi operation is. 
Uh, Vicar Massey's character is killed. Uh, Sweetie's killed. It's Vicar Massey's character who we get to see his brain. Yeah, we can see inside of his head. Sweetie's killed while she's pregnant. Yeah, I mean, that I don't. That didn't really bother me that much. I mean, it's awful, but she was. It's not that much worse than getting killed, regardless. The the thing that bothered me is I was already finding the violence distasteful, mm-hmm. and then in the last episode. Uh, and to be fair, the 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 camera does cut away, uh, but there's an pun, ima- pun not intended. Yeah, yeah. Oh God, word choices, Aaron. Uh, but there's an emasculation scene, and and that <laughs> that was a bridge too far for me. Oh really? Oh, I thought the <laughs> so th- this is referring to events happening in the Tripathy household where. Yeah. His wife, who has been sleeping with his son, because Tripathy can't get it done in the bedroom, um, she's caught uh, sleeping with another servant, and uh, Tripathy's dad's like, no, you can only <laughs> Tripathy's. This is a really weird hill to die on, but okay. And then uh, she is forced to cut the dick off of the uh, servant, Raju. Yes, that's what emasculation is. I emasculation know. is different than castration. Yeah. Castration is balls. Emasculation <laughs> is dick. Just yeah. helping you guys. You know, I'm just trying to... <laughs> a little vocabulary corner. But and that, I, this whole relationship is really of, weird. That level of sexual violence... Yeah. I just thought was completely unnecessary. And we're given a hint that... I mean, she pulls out a gun and is probably going to do the dad in. But... You know, I don't know if that's enough of a cliffhanger to make me want to find out what happens next. Yeah, so then that plus this bloodbath at this wedding where they decide, like, oh, we need to raise the stakes. We're going to kill off half of the main characters. So, mm-hmm. you know, the audience is wanting more to find out what happens. I just I just didn't care. I I'm- just thought, like, this this show is not... It just It's just sensationalist. It's not interested in wanting to engage with me to tell me anything, to have me experience a narrative. I just really felt like... It felt gimmicky. The last episode felt really gimmicky. Well, it's shooting itself in the foot, too, because by the end of the season, there are no quote-unquote villains left for the Tripathy family to have to deal with. Mm -hmm. Um, Like, Gudu is there. Well, they've made a villain out of Gudu. Yeah, they made a villain out of Gudu and Golu, probably. I'm sure she's going to get more mixed up in it. But the cops are taken care of. I'd be interested to see Golu get brought into this world. Like, maybe her and Gudu get together and figure something out. That's the one threat I'm interested in. But the cops are taken care of. The rival gangster is taken care of. The the people in the organization who are kind of problems apart from Muna, they're all taken care of. So the next season would necessarily have to be quite a bit of, like, laying the groundwork for new villains to show up, basically, to take care of. Rather than, you know... Having um, Badu and you know and Guru still be alive and can be a th- more of a thorn in the sides of the Tripathies, like that would have been interesting. They really were not on side of the Tripathies for like one episode, yeah. And then that's gone. So like dramatic, dr- dramatic wise, there really isn't much to hold on to, and it would take a long time to get back up to speed and interesting again. Yeah, I just again like I don't know. It felt really gimmicky. And really flashy in a negative way that I I just I really felt like the show didn't care about its audience. 
Mm-hmm. And it didn't care about me. It felt more gimmicky and flashy than spoiler alert for another show. A show that literally says that a nuke is going to blow up Mumbai <laughs> if they don't solve the mystery. Like, that's the most gimmicky thing you could possibly think of. It's 24, essentially. Mm-hmm. But even that was handled with more interest. And there were some fairly monumental deaths in Sacred Games. Yeah. But there's they enough... They felt earned. They felt earned, and there's enough characters around still that you could still have a show. Yeah. Right? Yeah, so, I, you know, I don't think there's anything left to say. I... I think, unfortunately... Yeah, spoiler zone over. We would never be able to do this podcast if it wasn't for one special place, the Edmonton Public Library. But did you know that they have a podcast as well? It's called Overdue Finds, and it's hosted by Bryce Crittenden and Caroline Land. Much like us, they discuss movies, but also music, books, pretty much any sort of pop culture, really, and some you've never even heard of before. You can also learn about what you can find at the library, which is really useful for us. Overdue Finds comes out every two weeks, and you can check it out at epl.ca slash podcast. Matt and I have seen a lot of gangster films. From James Cagney in The Public Enemy, Joe Shishida in Branded to Kill, Bob Hoskins in The Long Good Friday, and Nawazuddin Siddiqui in Gangs of Wapsaypur. Mobsters have been a part of our pop culture lexicon for as long as we've both been watching movies. But not everyone grew up with the pictures. In Emily Missed Out, co-host Brienne introduces her cinematically challenged friend Emily to the magic of the silver screen. Together, they watch pop culture-filled movie gems that up until now, Emily has never seen. And try to determine if Emily, in fact, missed out. You can find Emily Missed Out at emilymissedout.com for more information about the Alberta Podcast Network powered by ATB and the member podcasts go to albertapodcastnetwork.com so you can come back and hear the end alright so I think unfortunately this wasn't for me yeah it's a good idea yeah I I don't know it, it's been renewed for a second season there's a lot of other stuff to watch so I don't know if we'll come back to it but it remains to be seen like for a while there i thought the relationship between pankaj tripathi and divian du sharma there's some interesting stuff there and it could turn into a kind of you know fredo and michael except they're brothers in that or even an aj and tony soprano Mm -hmm. like a relationship between two people in this crime family Someone wanting to take over but not actually having the chops or maybe not even having... The, no, he's definitely got the stomach for it, but he doesn't have the brains for it. And that would be interesting, but they're hardly ever even in the same scene. There was a lot of potential. I just don't feel like they capitalized on it. and Instead, I think they doubled down on the freedom that they had on this uh, on Amazon Prime to do whatever they wanted. Let's wrap it up. Uh, it's fine. I don't know. Yeah. I'm not going to watch it. All right, Matt. I think that brings us to the end of this episode. We will be back in two weeks, and we're going to be discussing interrogation thrillers. Mm-hmm. So films with unreliable narrators and people trying to get to the bottom of a tricky crime. So we're going to be talking about Budla, which mm-hmm. will be in theaters by our next episode. We're going to have to go see it. Yeah. Yes. Uh, Apparently, Amitabh Bunch on raps. Well, 
now we, we definitely need to go see yeah. this. I saw someone talking about it, and yeah, there's a YouTube video. There's a song where he raps. Excellent. Can't wait. We'll also be talking about the uh, remake of Itifak, which came out a couple of years ago, mm-hmm. and the Hindi remake of Drishim. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that will be out in two weeks. In the meantime, Matt, how can people keep up with the show? Well, you can go to bollywoodisforlovers.tumblr.com. Uh, you can also go to Audioboom, which is where the show is hosted. Uh, you can go to Twitter, at BollywoodPod. I'm at Matt underscore B-O-W-E-S. I'm at Erin e. Fraser, E-R-I-N-E-F-R-A-S-E-R. Look us up on Facebook. It's easy. It is facebook.com slash BollywoodIsForLovers. Yeah, do that. Uh, Click if- the link in the show notes. <laughs> If you are enjoying the show and you'd like to leave us uh, some positive feedback, you can go over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a review and a star rating. It'd be great to see some more five-star reviews. If you want to invite us to your wedding, we promise to behave better than the characters in this show. (laughs) Sure. Sure, we can do that. While you're over at Alpha Podcasts, you can check out my other show that I do weekly with Paul Matwichuk called Trash Art in the Movies, uh, where we are releasing an episode right here, right here about killer cars and car parts. Hmm. Uh, so talking about uh, John Carpenter's Christine and the French film Rubber. It's the most expressive tire I've ever seen in a TV, in a movie. It's gonna be a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah. Um, so in conclusion, this show's fine. I don't know. Don't watch it or do. It's free country. Do whatever you want.